Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Chiltow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Tel Aviv, Israel is Mehran Galis. Mehran is Chief Executive Officer of Cytel. And today we're going to be talking about security and security certifications. First, uh, Mehran, thank you for taking time away from your evening to talk to us. Thank you for having me, Adam. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. So there's a couple of main certifications out there, and I think it would be good if uh, we were able to first go through them. Um, first, in a nutshell, for those who are unfamiliar with it, what is SOC 2 certification? All right. So SOC 2 certification, you can say it's the new gold standard for SaaS application. Um, selling a SaaS B2B product, mainly in the United States, but this is actually considered as a global certification. And to be accurate, it's not even a certification. This is actually an attestation report with an independent auditor opinion, while the auditor's opinion based on a CPA, a, 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 a CPA firms uh, in the United States, accelerated by the American Institute for Certified Public Accountants. Um, so in a nutshell, or, or, uh, in other words, this is actually an attestation report that some company, SaaS companies need in order to make business and enable sales and build customers' trust in their organization and in their product. And certainly these days especially, you need that. Now, uh, another key uh thing to look at is ISO 27001. What is that as opposed to SOC 2? All right, it's a great question. So the ISO 27001, it is a certification. It's based on the International Organization for Standardization. Um, and they have actually many different types of certification. The ISO 27001, is mainly focused on the information security management systems of organizations. It's based on organization and site and not uh, on product like the SOC 2. Uh, the market applicability, even though of them are general uh, uh, globally uh, certifications, the ISO is mainly known on Europe, while the SOC 2 is mainly known in the United States. So many companies, and that may be different if you are a startup or a, an enterprise, will need one of those, if not both of them, in order to build trust and actually increase the level of security and decrease the risks that they might face in their company and organizations. Well, and the risks these days are certainly huge. Now, how, how should an organization determine if one or both of them are right for it? That's a great question. First, I will say, think or, or speak with your customer or your potential customers. Um, your potential customer should ask you for these certifications um, as a condition before you can start making business with them. Second, if you operate in, in a sensitive industry, maybe it's the healthcare industry, maybe the banking industry, it's very depend. You might need these certifications or the station report, and it's not going to stop over there. You will need some additional, uh, to be compliant with an additional certification or, or regulation like the HIPAA regulation. So this is a, a good, and I would say a must starting point, point for organization. 
it's not a question of if they're gonna need it it's mainly a question of when they will need it now um as a rule of thumb in these days 2022 if you're making business in the united states market most likely you will be asked to provide a SOC 2 report SOC 2 type 2 actually now if you're making business in europe or other parts of the world maybe it can be uh, the united arab emirates or south africa and etc you might be asked for the iso 27001 so these are two um, uh, um aspects that you can consider while assessing which one of, of those framework are relevant for you at this specific um, time. Well, and there's a good point um, I don't want to lose that you made in there that this is really not just driven by some need to follow a standard, but this is about winning business and, and getting customers. And it's important to remember that, you know, it's a good example about that compliance isn't about just following the rules. There's actually business purposes to it. Now, assuming a company decides to embark on a certification or attestation to SOC 2 or ISO 27001, how um, should the organization get started in the process? All right. So first, they need to understand where are the, the where where the business is operating. If this is in the Americas, in the United States, maybe it's in the United Kingdom, or which locations their company having businesses uh, with. Um, that will be the first step in making the assessment. Second, they will need to speak with the sales organization. As you said a, a minute ago even though these are a security certification, actually the incentive for company, the driven force behind that coming from sales. Companies, surprisingly, want to sell their product or services. In order to do so, they need to build some level of trust. So this trust, um, this is what this, uh, uh, the ISO 27001 or the SOC 2 actually representing. This is a trust in the security controls, confidentiality controls, availability and privacy and processing integrity and controls that company is fulfilling, monitoring the effectiveness of them and making sure that they take the extra mile in order to do everything they can to reduce the risk for their uh, potential customers. This is why it's so important, especially in these days uh, when you have so many cyber attacks and, and espionage and, and different um, and the different activities around the um, companies, why compliance should be put up front and companies should look and make employees understand the importance of this, uh, these frameworks and these controls in order to build really sec a real security and a trust in their organization to boost customer trust and eventually to increase sales. So this is a tool in order to achieve all of those uh, aspects. So as you're describing all of this, one of the things that became clear to me that it's not a once and done proposition, like most everything involving data security, there's a great deal of ongoing work that's gonna be involved. What are the common uh, challenges compliance teams need to be on the lookout for after they achieve their initial certification? So I think 
First, it depends on the size of the organization. Um, if, this is, if we're speaking about a small organization, maybe it can be a startup, uh, 10 employees, 50 employees, 100 employees, they're going to have different challenges while uh, um, considering large enterprises. So I will share a few, uh, a few notes on each one. For startup, I will say, first, the initiation. Um, understanding uh, the difference between the current state uh, to the desired state, which the desired state might be the SOC to compliance. And what are the gaps? What is the work plan? Which control we shall design? After they did all of those, they need to implement the controls, remediate the open gaps, and afterwards, passing the audit successfully. Um, the audit they will need to provide multiple evidence uh, to be sufficient for the auditor for him to pass the company successfully and have a positive auditor's opinion. Afterwards, they will need to monitor on an ongoing process the effectiveness of the controls for the next SOC to report. SOC to report, it's an attestation report based on effectiveness of control over a period of time. The auditor will look backwards while in ISO, the auditor will look for continuous improvement. So that's a different approach between the two. Um, startup will need to allocate resources, have some level of understanding and knowledge regarding the, uh, the desired framework and understand the audit procedure. Now in big enterprises, uh, we we're speaking about a different scale. That's a larger organization, multiple sites across the world, multiple teams across the company, uh, multiple frameworks. It's not only one or two frameworks. That might be 20 or 30 frameworks. For example, Amazon Web Services comply with 74 um, attestation reports, certifications, frameworks, and regulations. This is something they do it annually. So you understand in large enterprises and managing all of these activities for compliance with different teams, um, and different frameworks and different audits. Think about a company may have 25 development team in an enterprise working on different tools and each team is in compliance with different controls. The level of complexity is bigger on those enterprises, but on the other end, they have more resources than in a startup. So I think uh, mainly speaking, time is an essence for startups. They don't have resource and they need to really put some critical thinking how they can save time and um, make sure that they are on the right track to receive successfully uh, their compliance certifications. While in enterprise, the, there is a bit different challenges and they really need to manage it correctly, automate whatever can be automated through this process um, and escalate for executive teams um, anything they need in order to to accomplish compliance on time. Well, speaking of time, how much time should companies expect to invest? All right. So, um, you know, it really depends, of course, on the size of, of, of the organization, on the number of frameworks. But if we will try to make it simple, for a company less than 100 employees that are going to go for the first SOC 2 compliance, it will take roughly 250 hours coming from the chief technology officer, from the VPRND, from the security team, from the support team, from the human resource, 
um, from the uh, infrastructure team um, and from the operation team. That's mainly the case, might also be legal. And all of these people will need to contribute from their time in order to achieve compliance. Now in bigger organization, let's say 500 employees in a company and working from different places around the world, it might take even 1000 hours. Uh, I uh, personally participated in audits of large, one of the uh, biggest giant tech. And it took us for one of the required company 1,200 of hours in order to complete, complete this, um, this uh, compliance process. So it, it can definitely consume some time and companies need just to assess this from the beginning with their consultant um, or their compliance partner in which they trust to escort them navigate through this process or from the auditors that can also share some light over how much time it's gonna take from their side, because there are both audit meetings and direct touch with the auditor, while there is also um, some internal work and back and forth and evidence collection that companies will need to do in order to achieve this compliance. Wow, well, it certainly is an enormous investment, but it does seem as if one that organizations have to increasingly make. Well, Mehran, thank you for sharing your insights with us today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.